Welcome to the Be an Athlete podcast. I'm your host, Jason Barnett, Assistant Athletic Director, Luvanna County High School. That brings me joy every single time. Here today with head volleyball coach, Christy Harlow Garrett. Coach Garrett, how are you today? Doing fine. How are you? I'm doing great. I, I appreciate the fact that we always ask air horns or no, and you obviously have a supporter here today that wanted to make sure that you got the air horns in. Uh, your reaction was one of the better ones so far. That's awesome. <laughs> so we're here today with Coach. Wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that she has done, some of the things that she has seen, the volleyball program, and just how how the athletic department in general she's seen kind of change and grow over the past um, few years. Coach Harlow, for those of you that don't know, picked up your 400th win this year. Congratulations. Thank you very much. How did that feel? I mean, I, I know that you probably were aware that those things were coming up, but how much does that kind of play into your mind? This is another huge milestone for you. I'm not sure that it really plays into my mind much at all. Um, I get excited for the kids and the tradition of the program because I think the kids take a lot of pride in that. So um, that excites me more than anything. And so you just touched on something, too, that like I've always been a huge admirer of what you have done as far as like the, the pride of the program and how how much investment the players and the, the parents and the community and the coaches as well invest into volleyball. I just kind of I just kind of want to know, you know, like what would you say? What are some of the keys you would say to that? Because it's such a it's such a really cool thing to see as far as how that program has grown. I'm, I'm not really sure. I think um, we've had an amazing staff over the years, and the staff put a lot of heart and time and energy into the kids and into the program, and I think the kids then respond. And so we always talk about a legacy, and we talk about tradition, and I think the kids really buy into leaving a legacy and wanting the program to be better when they leave than it was when they got there. And as you grow and the program is doing so well, then the kids up their own level of expectation because they want to leave their mark and that the was program. Yeah, and I was going to say, too, like one of the things that I've noticed uh, since I've been here, it's not as if there's – in so many sports you just see, you know, there, there's highs and lows and peaks and valleys, and it never really feels or seems as if volleyball has that true valley. As far as like, you know, that we, we've had a drop off in, you know, either whether it's talent or, you know, the, the competition has gotten better. You guys have always seemed to be at the at or if not the top of the district in the area. What would you say is something that you would consider? Like, I know you talked about the staff, too. Is that would you say that's probably a big part is the consistency of that from year in and year out? I think that's huge. Um, I've I've watched the programs around us have coaching turnovers, assistant coaching turnovers, head coaching turnovers. And so I think the consistency that we offer here is is unmatchable in our area. And so talking a little bit about that too, one of the things that we've really tried to focus on in the past few years is just kind of, you know, building a program from top to bottom. And, you know, it starts at the at the middle school level too. You have a fantastic middle school program and your coach that's a huge part of that is fully invested in what you do on JV nights and varsity nights. Like, talk a little bit about that, too, for someone that's, you know, 10 years old that wants to get involved to then, 
be around the same people for the next eight years. When we were able to get that program off the ground, um, a couple of coaches that worked at the middle school kind of got it going. And then when they made moves, um, we were able to get Coach Sherman to come in. And he is 100% invested in volleyball, invested in our community, invested in building the kids up and helping them to be successful. Um, I think that uh, that level of energy and that level of commitment, I think the middle school kids can see it and feel it. And then we always have kids that were in the program that return and want to help coach, and that's a great place for them to start. And so they get tastes of the high school tradition from the coaching staff because the coaching staff was in, in the high school program. So when you get to the high school, let's just say, you know, you've, you've spent the past few years as far as, you know, middle school, and then you've played some on JV, you've kind of worked your way through, and you finally get to, you know, to varsity. What would you say, I guess, would separate kind of the, the level of practice as far as a JV practice to a varsity practice? Because I've seen, you know, the way that you guys have your practices set up. There is, you know, instant feedback and communication. You know, what are some of the things that you would say just kind of highlights what you want to get out of a varsity practice compared to any other? Well, the speed of the game is so different. Um, I think that's something we really focus on. We focus on it at the JV level, um, starting to prepare them for that so that when they move to the varsity court or they make the varsity team, it's not such a shock. But we really work hard on meeting the kids where they are, trying to give, we call it feed forward. We always, you know, what could they do a little bit better next time they get a contact on the ball or how could it be different? Um, and work on speeding up the offense, speeding up the defense so that when they move to the next level, it's not such a shock. So when you talk about like speeding up and, you know, preparing for the next level and those types of scenarios, when you, for those of you that don't know, um, my daughter had played uh, volleyball as well. And so I've really been invested the past few years as far as just like watching and learning because I really didn't know a lot about it. It's, it's just, it's one of those sports where if you're involved in football, it's kind of like, it's separated, but now I've got a chance to see and fully, you know, invest. When you are a athlete trying to improve in volleyball, would you consider volleyball players to be built better off of more repetition, um, the familiarity of, I guess, a system, or, you know, is it just being able to make adjustments to how someone else is playing you, you know, as far as, as far as like a, an opponent, I guess, what what prepares players best to to be better volleyball players? Learning the game, mm -hmm. um, increasing their IQ, being able to read what's happening on the court faster. And that, I guess, is, again, another difference as the kids get older, they get more experience, um, more contacts on the ball, more quality contacts on the ball will help their skill level. And then obviously being in situations to increase their IQ so they become familiar with if the ball is here, what's the hitter likely to do, so how do we defend it? Or on offense, if the ball is here, how can I make the best play to try and score points for my team? Or do we just try to, you know, make an emergency play and live to fight another day? And so one of the things, too, I guess, I'm going to kind of 
switch just a little, little bit of um, the direction here for a second and just kind of, I guess, kind of give a personal tale right now is that when I became the head football coach here, I had very little head coaching experience. I was the head girls basketball coach at Western for a while. But when I came here and took over that position, one of the things that I sit here now and absolutely 100% regret not doing is having a sit down conversation with you because you have been a model of consistency. You have built a program. You have, you know, taken so many of the things that are great about high school sports and have translated them into your own program. And that's kind of what I wanted to do today was bring you in to just kind of give those that are in the same situation that I was an opportunity to hear some of those things as far as what are some of the, like, when you're preparing for a season, what are some of the things that you're thinking of going into the season? Are you preparing based on who you know is coming? Are you preparing based on things that you've learned from the past? And I, let's just start there for a second. When you're getting ready for a season, thinking back to where you were back in July and August, what are some things that you know that you're going to prepare for going into a regular season? Well, we kind of start preparing at the end of the previous season. Um, I sit down with our coaches. We create, um, throughout the season, we create um, a notebook of this is working really well. Mm, we need to revisit this. Uh, hey, let's think about up in the ante here because we've kind of met this and now let's move to the next level. So we really start, I would venture to say, planning for the next season almost prior to our season ending. So when you get to that point, like let's say you know, you're talking about things that are happening in the season and then you're going to go over them at the end. Who, who are you charging with, you know, I guess, identifying those things? Is that something that you're looking at, your assistants are bringing up during the game? Like how does that kind of work? Because your staff has always been extremely cohesive as well, knowing that that's probably going to be a real positive impact. Talk a little bit about that too. Well, we all have an equal voice, so when we notice things, we immediately, somebody writes it down, we want to go back and revisit it, um, whether it's a tactical thing, a technical thing, or a team thing, um, things that we notice. So we start preparing. I, I'm always trying to learn. I read a book or two on team bonding, on uh, team atmosphere, on the culture of the gym, I find authors that I really like. Um, I like what they, I like the environment that they're trying to help coaches create from a psychological point of view, especially post COVID because so many things changed. Um, so we start that process. And a lot of times if I find a really good book, we'll get it and I'll share it with the staff. Sometimes I'll even share it with returning upperclassmen and let them read it through the course of the, the summer. Um, just to kind of have everybody come in in on the same page or a similar page if there's something really good. Um, we try to plan. We try to be very upfront and communicate. At the beginning of every season, I send out a schedule of events and expectations, and the postseason is always on the expectations mm -hmm. so that people can plan around it and not have family things or appointments during that time. Um, yes, we kind of talk about kids that are returning, but. No, we don't count on that because you never know what's going to happen. Right. You never know who's going to 
potentially move mm -hmm. away or who's going to find that they love something else and mm -hmm. maybe not want to come back. So we do have an idea, but when it's all said and done, we have to meet the kids in the gym that show up and we have to meet them where they are and create a system that works for them, or at least that's my philosophy. Yeah, no, I, it, it's, it's been obvious too that you are extremely adaptable as well. It's not just, hey, this is, this is what we do and this is all that we do. I mean, there are definitely specific things that you, know, you highlight for sure that you want to be shown throughout the program, but you've, you've definitely been adaptable. And now I realize too, I screwed up because I don't read. That's that's where <laughs> that's where that's where I went wrong. So that's excellent. So now jot that down. We're good to go. Next time I need to do this, I know what to do. No, but like those things are great because there is so much information and there is so much opportunity to learn and grow from those things. Um, you spoke a little bit again about your your coaching staff and just kind of being able to have those conversations and. Um, uh, the off season kind of being a place where you can talk about those two. Talk a little bit about the fact that you are constantly around someone that you coach with day in and day out. Like what is that, you know, dynamic, like working with, working with your husband and having both of your, both of your children that are in the program. Has it been, has it been rewarding? Has it been, you know, kind of, uh, I, I have to go home and talk to this person, you know, like, what are, what are some of the, the benefits and, and some of the, the drawbacks? Because I can honestly say, having got out of the, the coaching part of this, I truly enjoy just watching my kids now, which I really thought all I wanted to do was coach them. And I have found a different joy in watching them. What are some of the things that you would say are some of the, the, the highlights and the lowlights of having that family, having your family be that connected? Well, one of the highlights is that we are that connected. Right. Um, we pretty much are on the same page, I'd say 99% of the time. Um, when Susan Shields was on my staff and then Faith came into the program first because we had been together so long, um, we talked then about the dynamic in the gym. And sometimes it's much easier for someone else to coach in that in the heat of those moments mm -hmm. um so we kind of set some things in place that when isabel came into the program they were already set in place which helped us be incredibly successful both as moms and as coaches and helped our kids be successful in the, that arena um kevin is a blessing because he sees the game in a different way so we really i think create a a full person because mm -hmm. of the way that my brain sees the game and the way that his brain sees the game. And when you put those things together, I think it creates a fantastic tactical and technical um, situation. So I when you talk about that, like it just leads me directly to, I guess the next part of this is that you're always looking way, for ways to improve and, and complete, like you said, be a, a better coach in these situations. So I just kind of we're getting close now to, to wrapping up and I, I really do appreciate you coming in and talking like this has been great because there's so many things that I think that people can learn from just from different sports, you know, just from how someone perceives something or sees something and as successful as you have been. Um, what would you say? Put, I'm going to put myself back to where I was, let's see, 15 years ago and I'm sitting here with you you know, brand new coach that just has an idea of what I want to do, but I'm looking for the things that are going to 
GLA program, you know, help me build something that's bigger than just my own vision. What would you say are some of the main things that, it, that you have seen from when you have started to where you are now that have just really been a positive part of what your volleyball program represents? That's a lot. <laughs> it is. Like, listen, this is what we do here. We, we give people a chance to talk and communicate. And really, I just wanted to leave you tongue-tied because I just... <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the biggest things is to buy into the kids and, and let them know that you care about them as more than just an athlete, as more than just a volleyball player. You care about them as a student, as a person, um, that your door is open. One of the things early in my career, and I didn't find out until much later, was there was a young lady who had tried out as an eighth grader. This was years ago and didn't make it. And she came into school on business day, um, the first day of school the next year, and she walked up to the table where all the teachers were, and I knew her name. And she said, right there in that moment when I called and looked up and smiled and called her by name, she said, I knew I wanted to play for you, and I would do whatever it took to make your team because you you remembered me. You cared. Right. I had a name. And so that has, one, that's just a fantastic thing, but that always stuck with me. Mm -hmm. So as she grew in our program and graduated, she came back and that's one of the things she said to me and I was like, whoa, sometimes it's the things that we don't realize. Right. It's the little things that you don't realize really make a difference to that kid on that day. Um, one of my players gave me a, a cross and it's hanging in my kitchen and it says, to the world you may be one person, but to one person you may be the world. Mm -hmm. And so I hold on to those things and I try to treat everyone like that and I think when the kids know that you care mm -hmm. then they're willing to do what it takes yeah. um, I think communication is key I think if you're coaching your own kids create a divide yeah. um, like when we leave the gym I get to be mom mm -hmm. and in the car if if something needs to happen then you go okay do you want coach or do you want mom I want coach okay put the coach hat on on the way home and then when we walk in the door we're mom again or right. dad again um, so that there's some there is some separation because kids do need that and parents mm -hmm. and coaches need that um, so I think it's just about believing in the kids and buying in and ask for help you know collaborate with other people find out things that work that you like and be genuine mm -hmm. so again like those are <laughs> we've, we've spoken I've only spoken to a few coaches going through this but it's always kind of been the the overlying theme is that, <clears throat> excuse me, that the kids are so much more than just what they are on Friday. And I think that, again, one of the things that I just spoke to another student about the other day is that, you know, when you look at something as far as like the football world, it's, you know, mostly on Fridays. And I told them, you know, who you are on Friday pales in comparison to who you are Sunday through Saturday. And those types of things, I think, resonate with, with the athletes and, and the students that are here. And I also think it's, too, why you've had such a fantastic career and have done so many great things, not just as far as volleyball, but as far as Fluvanna as well. And so I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for coming on, and thank you for giving us some information and kind of giving us, you know, 
a little insight into what the volleyball world is like because sometimes, it, you know, it, not everybody knows. I didn't, and that's for sure. So thank you very much for coming today. Thank you very much for having me. It was fun. All right. Well, that's pretty much it. I'm giving you the outro music as well. Coach Pace got the outro music, but he's not going to be the only one. I just prompt, want him to know that too. But anyway, if you have any questions for me, please feel free to give me a, um, a buzz at all of my social media, Bluevana Athletics, Fluco Activities, all those great things. If you want to reach out and contact me, feel free to email me at jbarnett at apps.fluco.org. Coach, if they need to get in contact with you about anything volleyball related or any interest as far as that kind of stuff, where can they reach you? C Harlow, H-A-R-L-O-W-E at apps.fluco.org. All right. Well, that should be about it. Thank you, Coach. Again, fantastic pieces of information today. Hopefully somebody was able to pick up something for today. And don't forget, Coach Harlow knows, her daughter knows. But if you don't know, don't forget, we all have what it takes to be an athlete.